1: Right, welcome to our next Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra Podcast. I'm Pete Sampson, joined by Kevin Sinclair. As always, for once, I'm also in the Pacific Northwest covering the opening at Nike headquarters for the next five days. Kevin's up in uh, Vancouver area, British Columbia. And so we're talking a lot about the opening. It is the center of the college football recruiting universe this week and really the college football universe in general. But, uh, Kevin, I've written a ton of about what I want to see this weekend, who I want to see. Um, I got to see a little bit this morning with uh, Install, George Tekas, Simon Ross St. Brown, Kevin Austin Jr. We're all out here running around. Uh, Kevin Austin Jr. was really impressive. Um, physically so well put together. It looks like a, a list number one receiver out of the gate right now. But you know, from a little bit more of a distance, what are the storylines that, that you're going to want to be tracking this weekend as, as you sort of follow who's who, who's repping with whom, and, and who's winning one-on-one reps down here at Nike?
2: Yeah, I, I'm. first of all, I'm interested big time in seeing how Notre Dame's commits make out while they're there. Um, you know, sort of starting with Jason Ademolola. Um, you know, we all know he took a huge sort of ratings jump um, with a lot of, you know, with all of the services, you know, he's, top 100 with some he's um you know a high high four-star recruit and i'm interested to see how warranted that was i'd love to sort of uh have a look at his film and see how he um uh, makes out against sort of top talent um you know that's a, a guy that's going to be really important for notre dame in the future um jamie and franklin you know some people were really surprised that he got you know chosen um, to go to the opening finals, you know, we're talking about a kid who was ranked as a, a two-star, you know, just not too many months ago, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how he makes out. And if you know, Jason Ademolola and Jamie Franklin are two of the top guys there. I mean, that's adding two big pieces to the middle of Notre Dame's defense, and that'll be um, obviously really important for them um you know george Takis, i'm really interested to see how interested to see how he has sort of developed as well i know he's put on um you know quite a bit of really good weight since the end of his season he's up to 242 pounds i believe he started this season around 228 so you talk about you know a guy who's put on about 15 pounds since you know the film that we've all watched Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how he stacks up uh, against a lot of the talent out there and Um, you know, there's going to be some, I guess, obviously the relationship building between some of the commits and, you know, some of the targets out there is going to be really important. I know that many defensive backs I've spoken with, especially from the South are really high on Derek Allen, sort of as a person and as a player, he seems to be sort of like Mr. Popular when it comes to Mm -hmm. defensive backs in the South, he just is, um, Kelly Plummer, Dante Burton. Several of all just talked about how great of a guy he is. And to have him out there, you know, showing what he's got, you know, other recruits might be interested in playing with him at the college level, and that'll be important. Obviously, Houston Griffith is there. Um, Same sort of almost goes with Ovi Agufo. Um, He's definitely always one of my sort of favorite recruits to speak with, Uh, super mature, just kind of fun guy to talk to. Him being there is really cool as well. Um, And then – Moving on to sort of the the targets that are out there, obviously, Pete, you saw Kevin Austin out there. He said that, you know, physically he looked really well put together. Like he's, you know, really putting a lot of time in the gym. It's going to be great to see how he stacks up. Um, You know, sort of the latest, you know, one of the latest guys to come on their board, um, William Craig, um, to have him out there. Um, working with the big offensive lineman, you know, he's a little undersized, but we get to see his feet and how he stacks up as a tackle. Um, obviously we will learn a little bit more through interviews in that about, um, you know, when he's going to visit Notre Dame and how high up he is on their board, how serious he is about academics, all those things that we ask recruits, um, you know, it would be interesting to see how Jack Lamb does. I don't know if he's working out at Mike or at the outside linebacker position. It'll be interesting Interesting to see how he stacks up that way. He's another guy who's put on a little bit of weight. Camera Grown, how he's moving. Um, you know, uh, there's Shane Simon, how he does in coverage as well. Can he cover those, you know, super speedy receivers, especially out of the slot, uh, which he'll probably be stacked up against, um, pressing up against. Um, you know, sort of, are, I guess, are... Offensive lineman Sam Taimani, we don't know a whole lot about him yet either. He's uh, received an offer, also changed his name in in the time. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table as well. Um, You know, there's some guys who kind of we look like we're on the outside looking in. It'll be just sort of interesting to see if somehow, some way they, you know, get a little bit more interested in Notre Dame throughout the um throughout the opening and speaking with some of the commits and we'll see how things shape up.
1: Yeah, it's uh, so many of those guys are are ones that I'm gonna be interested most to see too. I mean, time out he's somebody I want to get into our five guys segment later, but uh just and I don't wanna talk too much about Kevin Austin because I want he's the first of my five guys, but uh, talking to him today, I asked him just like, Okay, your physicality, and I'm not saying like rough and tough I'm just saying the way you're put together is that genetics is a weight room he said it's definitely a, a lot of both but you look at the other receivers who are out there and it's clear that he is just cut from a different cloth uh genetically in terms of what he can bring to the table so he's he's a really intriguing prospect I think I, I liked him more just watching him today than I did on highlight tape or uh you know seeing him walk around Notre Dame's campus obviously so there's there's a ton to get into there. Amon you know, Ross St. Brown is, isn't somebody I got to watch a ton today, uh, but highly competitive. Uh, I think another member of the Notre Dame, Beat Media, said he reminded him of Michael Floyd in terms of how competitive he was to get reps. Um, so that's uh, something that I'm really going to be curious to see moving forward because that's that's really one of the most important things I want to see at these camps and combines from prospects is how competitive are you to get work. And to me, Jalen Smith was the gold standard in that, where he always wanted to get a rep no matter what the combine was, whether it was the opening, the Rivals five-star challenge, or the best of the Midwest in a a dome in the middle of February in Indianapolis. So uh, guys who really want to get work, that's, that's critical to me. Um, and then I'll, I'll be curious a, a little bit on some of the fringe receivers Notre Dame's taking a look at. Chase Cota's out here. Um, you know, other guys, Tommy Bush is out here. Anthony Schwartz is out here. Uh, I don't really expect Notre Dame to be players there. Although Kevin Austin did mention Chase Cota a little bit today because they connected at the Blue Gold game in April. So it's there's going to be a ton to watch. Um, I'd say that Jamie and Franklin, is he maybe a four-star prospect? That would be high on my list, too. Uh, I think that's pretty high on Jamie and Franklin's list in terms of storylines he would like to see covered out here. Um so that, I'll be curious to see how all that shakes out. But before we get into our Five Guys segment, since we have audio from a couple uh, top Irish prospects, Kevin Austin and George Takas, we're going to play that now. Picks up with me talking to George Takas, sort of about when he knew it was going to be Notre Dame, even if that wasn't something he wanted to announce on social media or to reporters in general. And then you'll hear from Kevin Austin a little bit about how much he's keeping tabs on Notre Dame's class, particularly when Brayden Lindsay decommitted. How did Notre Dame staff deal with that with Austin? Because they certainly are putting a lot of time in with him. Um, My sources tell me that while they don't feel like it's a done deal, they at least feel like they're in good position there. So right now you're going to hear from George Takis and Kevin Austin, and then Kevin and I will come back on the other side of that. We'll do our Five Guys segment for this week's Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra Podcast. And I guess, I mean, when... When the recruiting process started, did you know it was always going to end with Notre Dame, even if that was something you didn't want to articulate to media and coaches? Uh,
2: so, I mean, when I first started out, Notre Dame was coming kind at of school, and I started to get some other offers, so I to look around. At that point, it was just a business decision. I was looking, looking out like, for the best, and just for me. Mm-hmm. I just turned out that Notre Dame happened. To, I think I had, had the best of everything I wanted. Yeah. So. In, in
1: terms of the recruiting process,
2: uh, I was curious like, how
1: Chip Long went about recruiting you. If he was a guy you had a lot of contact with, there was more
2: autry, um uh, it, it was Chip Long and Coach Jensen, yeah. they both kind of, they're both, both text-based almost day and keeping in touch with call me, calling mm-hmm. me. Um, I spent, spent a lot of time with Chip Long. Um, uh-huh. I, I, uh, you know, I, I went through eight uh, lines with those guys. and it, it, it was just, I mean, they were both great. Yeah.
1: And it's like, how, did they have to recruit you that hard? Did they recruit you that hard? I mean, I just enjoy uh, yeah, like yeah. contact I mean, every day. Some kids I, like it, some kids don't.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm that's not a guy that was really into the hard work or Yeah, uh, got annoying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they knew that too. I mean, they backed off a little bit. They, yeah, they weren't like in my face like a lot of coaches were. But uh, I mean, they, they still push me. Right? I mean, you could tell they really wanted me.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, what is it about long style that you feel like you connect with? You got you got to have a relationship yeah. with
2: his, your coach. I, I just think he's a great. Guy. I mean, he's he's, he's, he's going to push you. He's not going to he's not, not going to baby you. But at the same time, I think I like he, he's
0: definitely
1: going to get the best out of it mm-hmm. as a player. I'm just curious, like, how much do you follow how Notre Dame's classes come together, um, you know, maybe when Brandon Lindsay decommitted and they're, they're down to just one receiver? Does that register with you or are the commits or coaches telling you about that?
0: Sorry. Um, Yes, you know, Coach Alexander, he said since Brandon Lindsay decommitted, he had to offer a couple other receivers in case they just don't get me. And so, you know, he was just telling me that, of course, I'm still their number one option and that they really want me. So, yeah. you know, just that's what he's been telling me.
1: Does that matter? Like, that, no. that a coach says, hey, you're our number one?
0: No, not really, because you know they keep be telling anyone else that. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, just staying on my path and what I want in life.
1: And just I, lastly, physically, you're probably more put together than a lot of the receivers out <laughs> here. Um, just good genetics, or like how much is sort of weight, room, and strength part of your routine and how you train?
0: Um, both. Um, I have really great genetics. You know, my mom and my dad, their, their parents were really strong and healthy. And my coach, John Garrish you know, he really put me through a lot my last summer to get me to what I have to be this year, because last year I had to be, you know, the guy to step up since um, my sophomore year, C.J. Riley, that went to N.T. State. Mm-hmm. He left, and I needed to be that guy to, um, you know, step up for my team. So he really put me through the um, summer workouts and training after mm-hmm. practice and doing things Things, the little things that were going to give me better for the season.
1: Welcome back to Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. Pete Sampson and Kevin Sinclair back with you. Our Five Guys segment. Kevin, you go first. In the last week, it hasn't just been all opening coverage. Uh, new offers going out. The cornerback board looks a little bit different. Also, Notre Dame had a camp last weekend. Some intriguing names visited, some new offers there too. So, wh- where do you want to start this week with your five guys?
2: Yeah, there's been lots camps, visits, everything. Um, I'm going to start with cornerback Telly Plummer, 2018 class, uh, six foot, 185 pounds, three star out of uh, Fairburn, Georgia, uh, Langston Hughes High School. Um, this week, he released his top five of Georgia Tech, Louisville, Ole Miss, Penn State, and Notre Dame. Uh, I've, I caught up with him, you know, within the hour after he released his his top group, and uh, he had lots of great things to say about Notre Dame. Um, he explained all of his, you know, top top schools, his reasons why they all sort of made that list. And uh, early playing time seemed to be um, pretty important to him. And he said, you know, in terms of talking about his discussions with Todd Light as a parent, that that early playing time at Notre Dame angles been played pretty hard with him. Um, You know, he's very in tune with the fact they didn't get any cornerbacks last year and this year, um, you know, they obviously lost their only cornerback commit. So getting on the field early for him was uh, important. Um, He's been kind of tricky to get a really solid um, film evaluation on from a defensive back perspective in terms of his highlight film is, I would say, at least 80 percent all run support stuff. Um, which he does, I would say, he certainly excels at. He's kind of a, kind of has wide shoulders and sort of long arms. He's got a wide tackle radius, takes great angles to the football. Really like his pursuit. He hits hard. Um, he knows how to wrap. You know, you know, he's just a really outstanding tackler. Um, and just trying to sort of get more of a read on how he is in coverage has been a little tricky for me. But um, considering he's picked up some good offers, especially in the last mo- a couple of months. Um, you know, some SEC offers and stuff like that um, sort of tells me that people are comfortable with offering this kid. And, um, you know, some some sort of Notre Dame connections, he's really good friends with Derek Allen. They played in, I believe it was an all-star game together. Um, They got the seven-on-seven stuff um, down in that area where they sort of kind of bond. He also, he said his sort of best 2018 recruit buddy is also Dante Burton, who's another cornerback who's, um, you know, he has an offer from Notre Dame. Is also really considering Notre Dame. He said he's also been hearing. Um, Plummer said he's also been hearing from Marquis Stepp. Um, so it sounds like you know Notre Dame and Notre Dame's commits. The staff are all you know really pushing for him. He's going to be visiting Notre Dame on July 24th, and then he says he wants to make his announcement for his decision on July 28th, which is his birthday. Um, he said if he hasn't decided by then. Um, that he'll maybe extend it a bit more. But he sounded like he pretty much had his heart set on that date. So, you know, with Dante Burton also visiting probably in July, I spoke with him. C.J. Johnson's put out his top two of Iowa and Notre Dame. We might be getting a bit more of, uh, you know, some happenings here with uh, Notre Dame's cornerback class.
1: Yeah, they need it. Uh, I'm going to bounce outside the opening and go back to Notre Dame's camp last weekend and, and go with Zach Harrison, the 2019 defensive end from Lewis Center, Ohio, six five and a half, 242. He's a top player in the Midwest on scout for his class 2019, and Alan True, our, our scout Midwest guy, uh, when he was putting together his Midwest rankings, he, he used the name Jalen Smith in the first sentence to describe um, Zach Harrison, and I'll quote him. It says, it has been since Jalen Smith in 2013 that we have had this big of a combine freak on the defensive side of the ball in the Midwest. So that's That's where Harrison stands. He visited Notre Dame for the camp. Not his first look at Notre Dame, and uh, I got a photo sent to me of Harrison standing next to John Dirksen and Cole Mayberry. And you definitely could not pick out which was the 2019 and which were the 2018 guys in that photo. Uh, Harrison is that well put together. I think he's a guy that, you know, look, he's a top guy in Ohio. Ohio State and Michigan really, really want him, so it will be Really difficult to get him out, but he's visited a few times already. There's some familiarity at Notre Dame side. There's no question the the path to playing time is shorter at Notre Dame than it is at Michigan or Ohio State, so we'll see where that shakes out. But Zach Harrison is is not just a name to know. It's a name that you probably should be getting a little bit excited about if you're into uh, you know pass-rushing, fierce, uh, freak athlete defense events, which I think everybody is who listens to this podcast. So he's my number one guy this week.
2: Yeah, he's something. Uh, my number two uh, on my list here is uh, linebacker Jack Lamb. So he's definitely a hot topic uh, in Notre Dame recruiting at the moment. Uh, Jack Lamb visited with his dad, De- his dad Den Lamb, on the- on Friday. Um, definitely, they rolled out the red carpet here for him. Um, you know, six foot four, 224 pounds is what he weighed in at at Notre Dame. So he's put on a bit of weight. Uh, he's out of Temecula, California, Great Oak High School, really strong program there. And he's released the top five of Notre Dame, UCLA, Washington, Penn State, and Oregon. And he's ranked the number 112 overall recruit in the country. Um, and I've said it before, I, I think that that is right about where he should be. He's uh, uh, You watch his film, um, he just sort of does everything right and he can rush the passer off the edge. He's great speed, he's really, really good length. So he just really chews up field in a hurry. Um, Great instincts. We're talking about a kid with Princeton, Yale, Dartmouth offers. Um, He's gonna be an early enrollee without having to do a whole bunch of extra work in the summer. Um, You know, definitely all those Notre Dame traits. He's a a really great kid. Um, High academics, like I said, and he's a darn good football player. Um, There's a lot of speculation about sort of who leads for him I, you know, I know that UCLA has sort of put in the most work for him and they're close to his home, so I see the connections there. Those are very obvious. Um, Notre Dame, I I first spoke with Jack Lamb probably about two months before he got his offer. He was always among the top of my list of kids who I was wondering why they didn't have an offer from Notre Dame. Um, You know, eventually he got that offer. He was always very excited to get an offer from Notre Dame. He was antsy about it. And he got that offer, and he fit Notre Dame in his top five. Regardless of um, the fact that he hadn't visited, he has that visit under his belt now. It went really good. He spent time with, you know, uh, Brian Polian. He's been putting in a lot of work with him. Coach Lee, Coach Elko, they spoke with him, you know, in depth about the defense. He feels really comfortable about the defense. I wouldn't rule out sort of um, Mike linebacker for Jack Lamb as well. I know that, you know, obviously they have Bo Bauer uh, committed, um, that Jack Lambs played. He only played sort of part of his last season at outside linebacker, um, and he's considered by a lot at outside linebacker, but, you know, he has a lot of talent at the Mike linebacker position, and given his, you know, intelligence and, you know, I'm assuming that he'd be the kind of guy who could pick up a defense and be able to quarterback a defense really well. Um, He could be a kid who cross trains at both, um, but nonetheless, he's a kid that they want. Um, and, you know, it just goes to show you that Notre Dame's still in it for a lot of really talented recruits that are really considering Notre Dame. They could end up with a, a very, very good defensive class this year.
1: Yeah, no question. Another guy that will be fun to see how he stacks up with the other elite guys out here at the opening this week. Um, number two, I'll double back to Kevin Austin just because you can't talk about Kevin Austin enough. I already talked about how physically well he was put together. So I'll get into his recruitment a little bit more because it was fun talking to him about Miami, Tennessee, and Duke, and how he really has better connections at all those schools than Notre Dame, at least when his process started. Uh, so Notre Dame had to come from behind to, in my opinion at least, move into the pole position. Uh, but I think with Chip Long, Dell Alexander, Autry Jensen, he mentioned all three of those guys have been recruiting him pretty hard. Um I mentioned Denson and Alexander by name. Austin said, "No, no, no Chip Long's really involved too. He likes the offense, likes what they're doing." So, I came into this event thinking, you know, hey, if could Austin commit while he's here, I think if the event was still on ESPN and sort of a big deal in, in national media, that might happen. That's how they, you know, Robert and Chase Claypool both committed on national TV the last couple of years. But Austin said he's going to wait a little bit. We'll make a decision before his senior season. Time's running out on that. Uh, overall, I. I like Notre Dame's position there. I think that uh, they will, in some ways, run out the clock on this one more than just sort of, I think have a slam dunk get here. But uh, I like Notre Dame's position. It won't shock me if he goes somewhere else. But I, I do think if Kevin Austin had to decide today, Notre Dame would be the pick. So he's number two on my list.
2: Right on. Number three on my list is 2019 safety Jeremiah Gray. Um, I really, really like this prospect, um, both from a you know from a film perspective and just speaking with him a few times now. I wrote a sort of a post visit interview article and a and a sorry pre visit uh, interview article as well. Um, you now he's out of North Carolina, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Christian High School. Um, Scouts just sort of released more in depth rankings of the 2019 recruits, and he's sitting as a three star. At the moment, he has offers from BYU, East Carolina, Penn State, Purdue, South Carolina, and Wake Forest. Um, The Wake Forest is sort of an important aspect here in that Coach Mike Elko offered him back when he was at Wake Forest. Um, So he sort of has that connection with him. Um, Something also interesting with him is his father, Derwin Gray, played in the NFL for six years. Five of those years were with the Colts. and then, he, you know, he came with his father to visit on Saturday to check out Notre Dame. And um, I guess it, it sounded like the visit went very, very well. He spent time with Todd Light as well, explained the defense sort of really in-depth with him, told him that he's, they sort of like him at the field corner position and at free safety. So he's 6'1", 195, so he's got a really good sort of frame to work with. Um, you know, for his program in high school, he plays – Corner, safety, and outside linebacker. Um, if you haven't seen his film, check him out, Jeremiah Gray. Definitely a, a player to know about. And Notre Dame sort of has a, a bunch of you know really talented targets at safety in the 2019 class. You start with sort of Brian Williams from Texas. He's you know a five-star recruit, I believe. Um, you know he made it for Irish invasion, and then you got Litchfield Adjavon from Virginia. Um, then there is a few who don't have offers yet, but um, Cameron Kelly he's picked up offers for I believe Clemson and Stanford lately he's a big Notre Dame fan going to be visiting Notre Dame this summer uh, Sebastian Castro out of Iowa is another intriguing prospect and now Jeremiah Gray so you know it looks like they could end up with a really good class in 2019 they at least have a lot of kids with a lot of talent looking at Notre Dame right now
1: yeah I'll go back to the opening with George Tackus as my number three guy you know I, I was got a chance to see him work out live for the first time for me at least uh today i i like the way he moved i thought he was going to plod a little bit more than he did uh is he the second coming of ali's a mac absolutely not um he's not kyle rudolph either but i think in terms of a kid who you look at and think "Yep, yeah, he could be 250 255 you sort of see that i, I think he's much bigger than germ Smythe was coming out of high school if you want to make a like for like comparison certainly bigger than nick wisher as well um So I'm sort of upgrading my interest in George Takis a little bit because I I thought maybe he would be more in the, the Wisher Smythe five-year plan um, but needing maybe two or three years to get his weight in a position that, you know, he could compete at the college level. I don't think he's the next Brock Wright or the next Cole Komet, but I think he's going to be a really nice compliment to those guys. And I thought he moved very well on Thursday morning. It's going to be fun to watch him throughout the weekend. And I like, I like self-awareness and prospects, too, and uh, Takis told me that he's also really interested to see how well he can get open against elite linebackers and safeties. So he's going to have an opportunity to do that when the 7-on-7 tournament really gets rolling on Sunday. Uh, but first impressions, I like what he saw. So George Takis, number three this week.
2: Number four for me, uh, D-tackle, Rodas Johnson out of Ohio, six foot four, two 275 pounds. Um, yeah, this kid's just a, a big kind of freakishly athletic defensive tackle. Uh, last season, um, you know, he, he kind of started out as just a guard. Um, and I guess in the last four games of this season, they they played him on both sides of the line. He played some defensive tackle. Now, in those four games, he had 20 tackles, four tackles for loss, and three sacks. So before he came and visited Notre Dame for the, the elite lineman camp on Saturday, I spoke with him. And he was already really high on Notre Dame. He goes to a private Catholic school, St. Francis de Sales, uh, in Columbus. Um, and he just said that he really, really liked sort of the combination of faith, family, and tradition, and sort of the way the campus is set up at Notre Dame and in how similar it is to his current program. It was really important to him to, you know, it was really interesting to him and intriguing to him to be, Uh, going to a school that was, you know, so similar to the one he's at, which I guess apparently he loves so much. Um, So he has offers from Cincinnati, Colorado State, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Minnesota, Northwestern, Pitt, Rutgers, and West Virginia, and now he added an offer from Notre Dame. Um, I guess he he went down to Notre Dame with his dad. They got there early and met with Coach Elston. He sort of showed them around the facilities and had a really good chat with them. So Notre Dame sits really well with it for this kid. Um, similar to the 2019 safety situation I just talked about, Notre Dame's doing well with the defensive line in 2019. I did, wrote an article about all the Midwest talent there is uh, along the defensive line. It's also Juwan Briggs who will be at the, the who's at the opening right now as well. Uh, he plays defensive tackle as well. Notre Dame's just um, it seems like they have some really intriguing and talented recruits looking their way early from the 2019 class. Rodis Johnson's one of them. That's really great. I'm wondering about sort of with his size and talent. uh, He told me that the Notre Dame staff said that he had some really athletic, uh, quick twitch movements. You talk about a kid that size with really good grades, you know, young, getting those kind of stats out of a big program. You got to wonder if the SEC is going to come along and start offering as well, get in on Uh, Rodas Johnson and how that will affect his recruitment down the line. Those are all the things you got to think of when you're looking at 2019 targets. Who's going to start targeting them as well? So we'll see how that goes. But he is high on Notre Dame, and they obviously were high enough on him to offer him early.
1: Yeah, I think being a a first major offer will be significant there, too. Uh, Another opening prospect, Sam Taimani. Last time I talked to him, I was Sam Vakalaki. He actually changed his name. He's being raised by his grandparents right now. So it's a a change to honor them and that family. Um, Talked to his coach last week. Feels like he could be a great defensive tackle, a great guard or center. He's going to work out at guard center this week. I believe guard at the opening. Uh, I am, I'm excited to see this kid work out because you see his highlight tape on scout and he's just a mean dude. Uh, And that is one of the things I want most in an offensive lineman or defensive lineman, but if Timani can bring that and can ragdoll some people and get in their face and really bring it on, I believe the lineman challenges on Sunday here that is going to go a long way to convincing me that Notre Dame needs this guy in the class. That the fact that they're focusing on pure tackles needs to have an exce- exception for Sam Timani, the six uh, foot two, two hundred ninety-six pound four-star prospect out of a Salt Lake. City, Utah. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see this guy work out live uh, in person here at Nike this weekend. So he's number four for me.
2: For sure. That's a tough kid. Um, my fifth guy, my last guy and my third 2019 uh, recruit to bring up in this top five is Dylan Morris, quarterback, 2019 class four star uh, recruit, uh out of Graham, Washington, Graham Caposan High School. Um, you know, the scout rankings, like I said, have just sort of been shaping up. And uh, he's listed as the number two quarterback in the West in the class, number three quarterback um, uh, overall, and number 44 overall recruit. Now he's uh, at 6'1", 180 pounds, and I know that sort of came up in our message board, um, his height and that. Um, this is a kid who has an elite arm, Um his arm, sort of his style, sort of reminds me of Hunter Johnson, uh, who went to Clemson. Uh, that Notre Dame was recruiting. Um, so, in kind of in comparison to the other quarterbacks on their on their board right now, I mean, J.T. Daniels is, you know, he's ranked as the number one quarterback in the country. Dill Morris is number two, just behind him. And then the other quarterback who's not committed anywhere uh, would be Bo Nix out of Alabama, and he's two spots. Uh, below Dylan Morris. Um, So, you know, he's kind of in between those two, but he's a kid who hasn't quite caught on until just recently when Notre Dame offered him um, within that week, you know, he'd received offers from Cal um, and uh, sorry. Yeah. Cal, Notre Dame and Oregon. Sorry. Um, Before that he'd only had offers from Fresno state, Nebraska, Oregon state, Washington and Washington state. Now that's not a bad offer list by any means, But for the number three quarterback in the country, um, you know, he's definitely going to be adding a lot more offers. As of right now, I really like where Notre Dame sit with him. He visited Notre Dame for two days on Friday and Saturday with his dad and his brother. It's a big trip all the way from Washington. They spent all of Friday with the coaching staff, touring the campus facilities, all that stuff. Then he came back on Saturday and Tommy Reese ran him through drills He threw the ball for the staff. Um, They had a really good chat with Brian Kelly, with all the coaching staff. Um, A couple days later, he got the offer. So, like I said, I really like where Notre Dame sits with him. Dylan Morris told me that he absolutely loved everything about the visit. He really liked the coaching staff. But, of course, considering how high high his talent is, this kid's going to be adding a lot more offers, especially all through the Pac-12, and we'll see how things go from there. Um, but he's a kid. He's really high on the Irish. He, I could, you know, see him easily end up being Notre Dame's guy in the 2019 class.
1: Yeah. All right. Last guy for me, uh, Kevin, you wrote about this kid today. He just picked up an offer from Notre Dame. It's uh, Shea Malusi. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right, or Chez, but could go either way. But he's a six foot, about 190, 95 pounds running back out of Naples, Florida. You know, knows George Takas not well, but knows of him, uh, not the same high school. And it's very interesting to see this kid's top two being Notre Dame and UCLA, considering he's from basically Miami's backyard. But he's moved around a little bit, has some family in Virginia, family in Chicago. So he's much more of a a national mindset in terms of his roots. Uh, And that plays well for Notre Dame because kids who are born and bred in South Florida have a hard time leaving that area. Kids who have moved to South Florida from a couple different spots and have family all over the country – it's a completely different story. So Malusi a, a guy that you don't maybe needs, necessarily need to track, uh, hardcore right now, but I think he's somebody that you'll see coming up for the USC game or the Georgia game, or, you know, maybe a game in November, uh, where Notre Dame just, just gets that recruitment started in the fall. So he's, he will definitely be a name to know moving forward, even if he's not, uh, real hot right now as Notre Dame wants to see how their running back situation shakes out with their scholarship distribution. So That's it for our five guys this week. We'll be back next week to recap all the stuff that I'm seeing at the opening over the next four and a half days. It's going to be a wild amount of information to digest. Uh, We'll have more interviews with prospects on our next recruiting podcast, uh, and you can keep it on Irish Illustrated for – Video highlights and Notre Dame's prospects and commits, instant analysis with me, uh, some analysis from scouts analyst as well. We'll have all that on Irish Illustrated in the next few days as I uh, set up shop in Beaverton, Oregon for the opening finals. It's a great event. So until our next podcast, Pete Sampson, Kevin Sinclair, you've been listening to another Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra brought to you by irishillustrated.com.